0: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We're still on our series. What's the name of the series? Building Building Gods. Building Gods. We're still on the series of Building Gods. You can't be God's child and not be a God. The moment you were born again, you were born into a family of God's. The Bible says that he predestined everybody. The Bible says for all he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, who is the firstborn of many brothers. The whole purpose behind this is that he wanted Jesus to have many brothers. He wanted Jesus to have some siblings. He wanted to be our father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have went through Jesus, and now you should be in front of the Father. That's what the relationship is. He said pray to the Father. He said worship the Father. He said when you get in secret, the Father was going to be there. The Bible said that we are born again through the seed of Christ. Then it tells us to have the mind of Christ. The only reason why we gather here is to become more like God, to become more like our Father. Jesus said he wanted us to be perfect as our Father in heaven was perfect. We don't have to be perfect to humans. We don't have to be perfect to humans. We just have to be perfect to our Father, which means this, just get on a path where you're growing into him. You don't have to do everything right. That's not the expectation. The expectation is to start the process of growing into a God, growing until He predestined you to be. That's one of the most, oh my God, that's one of the deepest things that you could ever hear in scriptures that the Heavenly Father, the creator of all things, Yahweh, self existing, He had an option, He had a choice, and the Bible says He predestined you. Yes. He predestined you to adoption, He predestined you to be His child, which means ain't nothing getting in the way of that but you. Once you say yes and and decide to go forth, nothing can stop that. So we're building gods here at Divine Generations Church. This is a a divine generation. Divine means gods. It means godly. It means of Christ. It means that we have stepped out of human life and we have stepped into a god life. We're not talking spooky stuff, walking through walls. We're just talking about we love like him. Come on now. We have his joy. We have his peace. The Bible said that he gave us his strength. You can get through that thing. The problem is you don't see yourself as a God. And because you don't see yourself as who he says you are, you have no assistance. The moment you agree with him, heaven helps. Without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So our series is Building Gods. This is Abba's plan for his children. Jesus said, I will build my church. The Bible said when we pray in tongues that we build ourselves up. The Bible tells us to build up one another. It tells a fivefold ministry that we are here to build up the body. Amen. The Bible says that we are his building, we are his field, we are his co-laborers. He expects us to work with him. If he expects us to work with him, he has to equip us. You got to hear what he said. Gods don't listen to humans. The Bible said Jesus would be in the middle of doing something and he would hear their thoughts and, and the scripture said that Jesus know how humans think. <laughs> he said he know how humans think. He said, why are y'all wrestling with that in your heart? I'm speaking from a whole nother kingdom. My disclaimer, we are not here to repair your human life. If you came to get your human life fixed, you're in the wrong church. The Baptist, Methodist, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm being picky. I'm being messy. We are not here to repair your human life. We're not here to fix your relationship. We're not here to fix your marriage. We're not here to fix your finances. If you become like the God he predestined you to be, it'll fix itself. If you align yourself with his system, if you align yourself with his kingdom, it'll fix itself. Ain't enough prayer in the world can fix your situation when the scripture says that you have to conform. Be transformed by the renewing of his mind. You're not transformed by prayer. You're not transformed by somebody praying for you. You're going to become like him and everything gonna respond to you. That's why the Bible said the creation is groaning, groaning. It's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. No, Kirby, I'm not going to. But this is the thing. There's an exchange. You have to give up your human life to get this God life. You have to give up being a son of Adam, a daughter of Adam, under the rule of Satan to come over here in the kingdom of God and be God's child. Jesus says you have to give one life. You have to lose this life to gain. You have a life where you control it. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But when you give your life to him, he opens doors. Amen. Bible tells us to conform. How do I conform? I look at an image and I become like that. He said conform to the image of his son. The Bible said we ought to be Transformed. Trans means across. So he wants us to become a different form. Come on, what is he asking us? Transform. He wants to come from one form across to another form. You better get used to acknowledging the God in you. That's your problem. Let me say that again. That's your problem. That's your problem. Your problem is you don't see who he said you are. You're not agreeing with him. Scripture tells us to imitate him. How dare he ask us to do that and not equip us? Come on, Dad. Come on. Hmm. <laughs> our title scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, The birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them, male spirit, okay, I I ain't going to start nothing, and a female spirit. And he put it in the right body. He didn't mess it up. He didn't put it in the wrong body. He didn't give Joseph Josephine body. Let's say that. We can't agree with it. Verse 26 said, then God said. People, this is where our faith is. Our faith is in what God said. Our faith is in what God said. If we can look at the first thing that he said about man, he said, let us make man in our image. He's talking to his son. Let us make man in our image. How do I know he's talking to his son? Because he predestined us to conform to the image of his son. Our faith starts with what God said about us. Not with your family. Not with Facebook. Not with Instagram. Not what the government said about you. It starts at what God said. God said he wanted to make man in his image according to his likeness. Likeness is spirit. He gave you, you are a spirit like him. Image is soul, which means we are the only species on the planet Earth that he gave permission to think like him. That's why he told us, as a man think in his heart, so is he. That's why he lets us know, my thoughts are far from your thoughts. My ways are far from your ways as heaven is from the earth. So I need you to study. <laughs> I need you to study to show yourself approved. If you're going to reach my status, it's not going to be because you sat around on video games. It's not going to be because you just perused social media. It's going to be because you dedicated your life to this. All right. God said. That's all we need to know. We just need to know what God said. After we know what God said, everybody else can get the middle finger. I'm sorry, visitors. But you can't maneuver through this planet caring about what others say when you know what he said. The world give a church the middle finger. The government... Okay. Jo- join me. No. Some of y'all rebellious though. No? <laughs> Some of y'all looking for a fight. So today's, to, the title of today's teaching is Spirit Life University. Spirit Life University. There's a plan to build God's. There's a plan to get this done. He's not just saying he created us in his image according to his likeness. Adam lost it in the fall. Jesus came to redeem that. He didn't come to give us a foot stump and a hand clap. He didn't come just so we can pray in tongues, so we can gather, lift our hands, and tell God how great he is. No, the whole purpose of worship is to become like the one you worship. So there's a plan for this thing in order to get you to where he called you to be. And we're going to, I'm going to teach from uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to actually go through just this book. We're going to go through verses 1 through 17. Uh, In your spare time, I would suggest that you read all of the book of Ephesians. Okay? It's, It's very, very powerful. It's very direct with the message that he's trying to get across. And it reads... Ephesians 4 and 1 says, therefore, this is Paul talking, therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. Be diligent to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now he's telling us how he expects the church to look. Okay, he he told us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. He says, do this with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Then he says, be diligent, be diligent to keep the unity of the spirit. Meaning when we say we hear from the father, we hear from the Lord, the Holy Spirit, we shouldn't all be hearing different stuff. As a body. I ain't talking about your personal life. As a body. He says, be diligent to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Why does he want us to do that? Now, this is why we're doing confessions. This is why we're doing prayer. This is why we're doing the disciplines. We put the instructions out. 21 days of discipline. Why? If we all do it, it makes us one. If we all do it, we have the same fire. If we all get together and pray, and on one accord, what does it mean to gather in his name? It means to gather with his love, with his patience, with his peace, with one focus on his body. Your individual life, in your individual, in your purpose, in your your personal life, God is your father. And he deals with you as his child. He deals with you in your purpose, in your destiny. But it's a whole nother conversation when we're talking about becoming a body. When he, become, when he talks about the body, he deals with us the same. The whole purpose of, of us gathering here is that we may become one. It's so that we may become one. That's why I don't buy into when well, the Spirit didn't tell me to go to church today. You lying. He want us to be one. That's the whole purpose of a coming, is to become one. The scripture said that he's the head, we're the body. How would you like you got up in the morning and your arm was missing? You went to eat and you had no arms. Because your body wasn't responding with your head. Your appetite said you hungry, but your hands said we're going to stay in the bed. Y'all ain't with me. I got proof. Watch this. Ephesians 4 the next verse 4 and 4. There is what is one body and one spirit, just as you also were called in one hope in your calling. Verse 5 there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all Who is over all, through all, and in all? Spirit life university is all about us becoming one. After he said, let's keep the unity, he said, be diligent to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Then after that, he said one seven times. He didn't say it six. He didn't say it five. He said it seven times because seven is a number of what? Completion. Perfection. He said there is one body. It's not two bodies. Christ has one body and that's who we are. Collectively. And one spirit, which is Christ, that lives in all of us, which makes us one. He says, just as you also are called in one hope, of your calling. He said, There's one Lord, Jesus Christ. There's one faith, meaning there's one spirit realm, there's one world, there's one system. There's not two. You can't have a different faith in God than I have. That's why faith in, a fa- in God starts at the relationship. If you don't know Him as a Father, you have no faith. The faith is in a relationship, it's not in that He exists. It's not in an v- invisible being, it's the fact that that invisible being is my father. So faith is in the relationship, first of all. Secondly, it's in the kingdom, his world. Thirdly, it's in his systems. How does he do things? If you have faith in how he does things, if you have faith in his world, and then you have faith in a relationship, your faith is complete. And then there's one baptism, meaning that the presence of the Holy Spirit is what we all sit in. It's what we're all immersed in. We're all surrounded by angels. It's one baptism, and that is into his holy presence. Because you were born again at the spirit level. It's your mind that's the problem. You are spirit. You have a soul, and you live in the body. Once you are born again, you become one at the spirit level with Christ. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. But now we come to church because our minds don't agree with who he said we are. He said you are in Christ. The Bible tells us to have the mind of Christ. Until we will agree with who he said we are in Christ, there's no completion. This is the Perfection. Verse 7 says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So to each one of us in the body, grace was given. He equipped us to do the work. And the scripture says that it's a measure of who give, whose gift? It's a measure of Christ's gift. So I understand you're an evangelist, you're a teacher, you're a prophet, you're a pastor, you're an apostle, but that's... Grace comes from Christ. And that grace ain't for your personal gain. Can I say that? (laughs) It ain't for you to be online getting people to prophesy for people for for $200. It's to build up the body. That's why I told you the prophetic voice and the voice that you learned, your developed mind of hearing the Father through the word is two different things. That's why we have so many rogue prophets. We have so many rogue apostles, rogue evangelists. Everybody got to go start their own ministry. What about the body? That's not how he put us together. He didn't put us together for prophets that had their own ministry, then teachers had their own ministry, then apostles had their own ministry. It's a five-fold to build up his body, and all five of those ministries are one grace. And until you get all five of those, you are incomplete. And that's why your last church didn't work. It was a pastor who was, didn't have an apostle, didn't have a prophet, just an evangelist and a deacon. Stop, McKinley. Oh, we just started. I got 30 minutes. Let me get through it. Y'all, y'all see what you're doing. Verse 8, therefore it says, I need y'all to listen to this, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive the captives, and he gave gifts to the people, to people. Okay? Verse 9, now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended in the lower parts of the earth? Verse 10, he who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. Now, verse 8 says, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive the captives. All right? Now, what happened was Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross. Christ didn't die on the cross. That's why we're not the body of Jesus. We're the body of Christ. Okay? Christ was God's son. Jesus was Mary's son. How do we know? Because Jesus died. If Jesus was God's son, you can't kill him. I don't care. You can shoot him in the, in the head 500 times. He ain't dying. The spirit. So when Jesus died on the cross, Christ went down into hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Now, You need to have a revelation of this. But if you don't have a revelation of this, read the book of Nicodemus. All you got to do is look online, search for it. It's one of the lost books, the book of Nicodemus. And it gives you details of how Christ, after he he left his body on the cross and said it was finished, the sacrifice was done, he went down into hell. And the scriptures read like this. It says, Terry, that, that David and all them were locked up. And the moment Christ stepped down in hell, Satan said, why is the king of glory here? David turned and saw him and said, open the gates. For the king of glory is here and every gate opened. When every gate opened, all those from the Old Testament walked out and he led the captives, captives. Amen. Amen? So after he did that, it said he gave gifts to the people. Because his assignment was, get the Old Testament saints into heaven and then get prepared to make my people into gods. So it says in verse 9 that now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended in the lower parts of the earth? So he, we know he took the keys. Verse 10 says, he who descended is himself also, he who ascends above all the heavens so that he might feel all things. Why? Because all things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing exists. That's why Christ is your seed. That's why the creation is growing and waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God because you already got it in you. That's why the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were created through the word, and without the word, nothing was. That's why the Bible said that you are born again through the word, through the living word. That's why the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So when he ascended, he said, Okay, what are we trying to do? We're trying to reenact the, the, the original plan of having sons and daughters dominate the planet. Y'all with me? All right. Verse 11 it says, And he gave some as apostles. Some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Who gave these? Christ. For what? To perfect what? His body. This is his assignment. This is. These are the teachers, the deans, these are the presidents of the university. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, and the teachers. Five different offices, five graces they equal one grace. And so the scripture said that he gave some as apostles. That is my call as an apostle. All right. What we do, what apostles do is they build foundations and govern the work of the body. Then it says he gave some as prophets. Come up here, Dr. Hardy. Then it said he gave some as evangelists. No, I didn't. Well, just take your time. (laughs) I thought she got them, you know, short people got them scooby-doo legs. They be moving, going slow. I'm sorry, Mama Mary. (laughs) Then he said he gave some as pastors. Come over here. And teachers. Renee, let's go. She got the boots on today. Come on up here. Up here, right here, right here. Now, This is what Spirit Life University is. He gave these five components to build you up and make us one. Okay, as the apostle, I build the foundation and I govern the work of the body to make sure that everybody is on the same foundation. Then the prophet activates your senses according to the foundation. Helps you to see and hear according to the foundation. Then the evangelist activates the evangelism, which brings us outside the building. And then the evangelist is the one who imparts the gifts of the spirit. That's why she was teaching healing 101. Now, most pastors try to do all of this. That's why you don't see me teaching a prophetic culture. I leave that to the prophet. That's why I don't do gifts of the spirit. I leave that to the evangelist. Okay, so after the apostle gets builds the foundation, then the prophet teaches us how to see on the foundation. Next thing, what happens is doctrine is created, and for the teacher, we take the the, the teachings that were built on the foundation and what the prophet has brought forth, and then we give that to the teacher. She converts it into curriculum. Then after we do all that, we hand all of that over to the pastor. And the pastor tends to the sheep, does the preaching and teaching and counseling. The pastor attacks the heart while the teacher builds the mind. This is what you call. That too. This is what you call a full, a full ride. This is what you call a full ride. This is what you call a scholarship from heaven. The Father gave these gifts for the purpose of what? To build you up. Hold on. Let's look at the degree program. Ephesians 4.12. So the Bible said that he gave... Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Verse 12 says, for the equipping of who? The saints. For the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So he gave these fivefold ministries to prepare y'all for ministry. He didn't give you the fivefold ministry so we can do ministry and y'all sit back and watch. He gave the fivefold to build you up For the work of the ministry, so you can cast out devils, so that you can evangelize, so that you can work the altars. Truth be told, they should be saved before they get here. Because these are really supposed to be secret meetings. This is really, the church is the embassy from heaven. We're really not supposed to bring sinners in here. By the time they get in here, y'all should have converted them. This is Spirit Life University. The whole purpose of us coming here is to become one body. The purpose of, of us coming here is to get our spiritual life. That's why I tell you all the time, take your spiritual life serious. This is what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you can have a, sp- a spot in heaven. They lying. Jesus did not die on the cross so you can get a mansion in heaven. That's not why he died on. He died on the cross so you can become like him. The Bible says that you are heirs of God, but we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And this is what Spirit Life University is here for. This is what we're here for. We're here to build you guys and make you into one body. Verse 13 says, and this is supposed to happen. This is the course program description. It says, this is supposed to happen until we all attain the unity of faith. Y'all with me? Because I'm telling you why you go to church. And this is how I know if you're here in the spirit. I'm just being honest with you. you. I know you're here in the spirit because of what the word says. That's why I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about no prophetic gifts. I don't care about no dreams. I don't care. No. Tell me what he told you to do daily. It says this is supposed to happen until we all attain to the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the son of God to a mature man. So everybody here shows up to have Christ conformed in them. When we did church one on one, what did we teach? There's three reasons why you come to church. The first reason why you come to church is so that Christ can be conformed in you why? Because the seed of Christ is already there. It's just your mind which is your soul, which is your heart. It needs to be developed. And so you show up here because Christ needs to be formed in you. Secondly, you show up here because you need to increase your spiritual intelligence. Because the moment you become God's child, you you no longer live from earth. You now live from heaven. And you're in earth breaking heaven rules, wondering why the blessing's not coming. Because you're not doing it in earth like he's doing it in heaven. And then the last one is of Church 101 is so that we could co-labor with him. Because after you have been developed, because this is not one of them degree programs, I know y'all want it to be, where you graduate and you don't see the college no more. No, the moment you grow up, you come and help assist. Yes. Yeah. You're growing up to assist us in building the body. That's why the scripture says until we all, which means if we all attain a unity of faith and one more person came in, that's our focus. It says, until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a mature man. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But he said, when I became a man, a mature man, I put that stuff away. And right now, you got too many human ways. We need to get rid of them. We're trying to kill your flesh so that God can live, yes. right. and you got an attitude every time we talk about fasting. <laughs> That's why you can't tell me when a father say, "Apostle, set prayer for this time." He, who he talking to? He's talking to his body. I know y'all ain't like that. He's talking to his body. But the problem is that when you call prayer, you get about five, six people. And that ain't enough. That's just enough to make the fingers. <laughs> we need the whole body functioning. This is what Spiritual Life, Spirit Life University is about. It says, to the measure of the stature which belongs. Read that for me. To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness That's the expectation, ain't it? He expects you to grow to the measure of the fullness. That's why he said, let let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Was. Which means all we have to do is look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we can see the mind of Christ. We can see how he dealt with religious folks. We could see how he dealt with hypocrites. We could see how he dealt with disciples. We could see what his mantra was, I only do what the father tell me to do. The father, the, the son can only do what he see the father do. Spirit Life University. And what would happen is this. Pastor Kirby, you go down there. Evangelist, you go down there. You come right here. No, you go too. You go too. You okay. Now, this is what will happen. Because the apostle, you can come closer. I like you. After the apostle and the prophet build the foundation, they build on it. Now, this is what might happen one day. Me and Dr. Hardy, are here to build this church, and then we might have to move on. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is, Kenna, come stand by your husband. You can't pastor. He can't pastor without you. I promise you. <laughs> I say that. Huh? Amen. Yeah, y'all hold hands like y'all like each other. Yeah. Cool. Now, this is what happens. After me and Dr. Hardy have to move off the scene, then he will pastor the church. This will be the evangelist. This will be the teacher. And what could happen is this. Watch out. Now, there'll be several teachers. There'll be several evangelists. There'll be several other pastors in the ministry. Okay, because this is a large work. And if y'all wait for one person to build y'all up and everything, it's going to take forever. By the time Jesus gets back here, he's going to be like, why y'all not ready? Because apostles try to do everything. <laughs> and so what happens is this. We fade off the scene. They step in and they build on it. Come on, Shonbi. And what happens is you bring a, a watchman, and the watchman walk, watches over the foundation while the apostle is gone. Amen. amen. How you almost taller than me down there? Uh, this is the type of watchman you want. He can see over everybody. Oh, amen. Or what might happen is we might put another apostle here. Come on, Jermaine. Come on, Jermaine. Yeah. Shamba, you stand in the middle. Now, this is what happened. You step off the scene. And once you step off, once me and her step off the scene, you have an apostle and a watchman who watch to make sure that they are operating on the foundation that we originally established. And this is what Spirit Life University looks like. That's... That's why it says says, until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. How does that look? The orphans are no longer orphans and they're operating like children. That means that you have went from a born again infant and you are now a mature child. That means that the seed of Christ that is in you which returns you to the likeness of God, and the mind of Christ, which is taught through them, has become one. And that is the fullness of the measure that belongs to Christ. Y'all may sit down. Y'all ready for graduation? All right, this is how it looks. Verse 14, as a result, as a result of what? The fivefold ministry. As a result of the apostle laying the foundation, the prophet helping you see on the foundation, the pastor shepherding you, the evangelist and the teacher doing their job, the scripture says, as a result, we are no longer to be. Now, what Greek word do you think that is? I'm taking all guesses right now. Okay, somebody said Nepios, what? Yeah. She said Pation, she said Wios, Technon, what's the other one? What did you say that one too? Nenisco. So those are the five stages of sonship. Nepios is an infant, Pation is a child, just leaving the infant stage, uh, 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 Technon is a teenager just leaving the child stage. And then is a, a, a young man or young adult just leaving the teenage stage. And then we us is a fully mature child of God. The scripture says, as a result, we are no longer to be children. Nepios. So what this means is that this is supposed to happen from the conception. The moment you are born again, we are to go into this protocol. It didn't happen to us, did it? Come on now. Let's just admit it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And that's why we lack. Because if you don't have all five of those graces, you will be incomplete. You need the apostle to get on your nerves. You need it. I'm telling you. You need somebody to be rough and show you need that. You need the prophet to teach you how to see. The moment she started teaching dreams... Everybody started dreaming. The moment she started activating people's sight, I'm getting all type of calls. I'm seeing this in the spirit. That's a proof that it's working. Ola just, no, she didn't, she didn't release it, but she's going to release it. She's going to release healing. And once she release healing, all of us will walk perpetually in healing, which means everything you took, you're going to heal it. But these graces have to be given. That's why he gave her the gift first. It ain't no strange that, that Renee got this teaching gift. He gave her the prophetic gift. That he's a, All these gifts are to make you better. A gift is something that is given to you, and you didn't pay nothing for it. The whole purpose of the gift is to make is to build y'all up. I don't have deep revelation so I can be deep and write books and let everybody know I'm an apostle. No, it's to build you up. I'm not satisfied till you're built up. And this is why we come here. We're not coming here to see your clothes. We're not coming here because I want you to come. <laughs> the reason why I tell you you need to become a church because if you don't, you're not growing. Because you need all five of these people in your ear, in your face. Until, as a result, you are no longer a child, a nepios. Tossed here and there by waves, which means to have mental agitations. Carried about, which means driven by doubt and hesitation into other opinions. By every wind of doctrine, but by, it says, by the trickery of people, which means deception, people deceiving you. It literally said in the scriptures, dice playing. By craftiness and deceitful scheming, meaning that, every, meaning that someone has a skill of releasing false wisdom to you. The fivefold ministry is supposed to make it so that when you lead these four walls, you know what truth is without a shadow of a doubt. That's why I tell you, I don't mind y'all listening to everybody, but make sure that you get this foundation. Divine Generation Church reveals the Father. Why do we reveal the Father? Because this whole thing is his plan. Who said that? Jesus. Jesus said, I don't have a plan. (laughs) He said, my will is to do the will of my Father. I don't have a will. He's letting us know. Where does this all start at? With a father. God wanted to be your father, and this is the deep thing about it. I want y'all to hear this. You have to take this thing serious based on this. God... Our heavenly father, Yahweh, self-existent. He decided he wanted this. He wanted children. He wanted us in his image according to his likeness. This is his plan. You just have to accept it and participate. That's why the Bible says by his divine power, he has given you everything unto life and godliness. And then the scripture says it's through these great and precious promises that he has given you these things so you can participate in a divine nature. So he said it is through his godly powers that he's given you everything according to life and godliness, and he gave these great and precious promises so that you can participate in the godly nature. So this is what you must understand. Your heavenly father, God, wanted to be a father so bad that he relinquished his right to be sovereign. He gave up his right to be sovereign. How many of y'all know what sovereign mean? Obviously, y'all might not know. Who in here know what sovereign mean? Okay, that's the problem. That's so why y'all not excited sovereignty means he has the right to do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it how he wants to do it where he wants to do it and when he became your father and he made that promise to be your father he gave that right up and said now you can depend on everything i say it's no longer i can do what i want to do when i want to now i speak and i tell you what it's going to be and and as you hear it, you trust it. Because watch this. If he's sovereign, he can do what he wants to, when he wants to, where he wants to, how he wants to, Chad. Why should I pray? Why should I pray? If he's sovereign, he don't have to answer it. Why should I come to him? Why should I taste and see that the Lord is good when he's sovereign and he can do whatever he wants to do? So what he did was he relinquished his right to do everything he wanted to do and as a king he started making decrees he started speaking out his mouth so as soon as he let the word go out his mouth it became law so much to the point that when adam fell he had to go right back to his word oh man i said i create i said that i want to create man in my image according to my likeness i want them to rule the earth so when adam fell he had no choice but to bring another man Why? Because he already said that man had dominion. The reason ain't nothing happening on earth because we have dominion and we ain't praying. The reason ain't nothing happening in your family because you have dominion and the Bible says that we are to invite heaven. So it is our job when you get here for us to teach you how to pray, teach you how to prophesy, teach you how to read scripture, understand scripture, teach you how to work your finances according to his kingdom. It is our job to teach you how to get along with one another. Explain to you the difference between the peace of the world and the peace of God. Explain the difference between the joy of the world, which means having stuff, and the joy of the Lord. Which means you have an understanding of of a heavenly perspective. We have to be eternal thinkers. Which means we think past tense. By his stripes, we are healed this ain't a time and space thing we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus the blessings are already there you not aligning yourself it's an eternal position he said think eternally don't think temporal don't worry about your little job they gonna pay you until they want to fire you when you think eternally you know it never stops Which means if you move me from here, you move me somewhere else. Which means stop complaining and seek to say, where is it that you want me to go? Because according to you, Jesus being rich, <laughs> became poor that by his poverty I can be rich. So which means he already gave a sacrifice for it. By his stripes, we already he already been beaten. It is finished. You can be born. You don't have to wait for this stuff. We ain't tarrying for the Holy Spirit. All you say is spirit come. This is the purpose of Spirit Life University is to teach you how to be a god. The Bible says it ain't real until perishable puts on the imperishable. And to mortality puts on immortality. You got to understand, he expecting you to be a God. We ain't talking about nothing spooky. That's why Peter was thrown. He said, Lord, how often should we forgive? Well, in the natural realm, one time, punch him in the mouth. But in the spirit realm, it's seven times 70. He's working on your patience for what? To see if you like him. How do he know you're a disciple? Love from one to another. <laughs> That's how we know. We ain't talking about spooky stuff. We look. We'll get to gifts of the Spirit. We'll get there. That ain't important. We got to know who we are first, or we start to think that those gifts are our power. We start to think that gifts are our authority. And what you see is gifted people in every other part of their life is hell on earth. Verse 14 says, as a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of people. It's funny he said the trickery of people. One interpretation said humans. Humans. So, you should be to the place now. You stop being, stop getting tricked by humans. It says, by the craftiness of deceitful scheming, verse 15 said, but speaking the truth in love. Y'all with me? I'm closing. I'm about to close. Y'all with me? Yeah. But speaking the truth in love, not being real. Don't be real. Speak the truth. In love don't be real I'm just keeping it real no you're not you just trying to jab with what you think is right speak the truth in love I'm only telling you this because I want to see you get better I'm only telling this because I want to see life work for you I'm not telling you to get back at you it's childish. you know how kids do you something You tell them something, they get tired of telling you. You tell kids something, you keep telling kids something, you keep telling kids something, then they get an opportunity to tell you something? Not that. (laughs) It's a difference. I'm telling you something because I'm invested in seeing you grow. You're telling me something to get back at me. (laughs) Truth in love. It says, we are to grow up come on y'all we are to grow up we are to grow up that's what the Bible says it says we are to grow up in all aspects unto him who is the head so Our growth should be looking alike. We all have the same same definition of love. All of us. There's not a different one for you and a different one for me. Same definition of peace. It's not a different one for you and a different one for me. Faithfulness, same definition. That's for me, it's for you. Now why is he saying this? He says, in all, aspects, in all aspects into him who is the head, that is Christ. He expects his body to respond to him. That's why the Bible said let's have a mind of Christ. He expects us as a unit to move as one like him. When you come to divine generation, the love should be the same no matter who you talk to. Faithfulness should be the same, no matter who you talk to. Honesty, humility, learn of me. find I am meek and lowly of heart, all of us should be that. Together. It should look the same, it should sound the same. Why? Because we, as a body, got one head. And if he not saying it, we shouldn't be saying it. And if we aren't saying it, you shouldn't be saying it. That's why Paul says, follow me as i follow christ follow me as i follow christ when christ was praying his disciples was a stone throw away they went someone was in judea doing grocery shopping some okay y'all okay i'm not going to be messy i'm not going to be but y'all get it right cuz it's a problem why we can't grow into one body we can't get everybody on one page everybody here in a different spirit about what they should be doing if you had a mind of Christ there's one agenda build the body when he said I will build my church he was talking about us us you have a responsibility to build the church not to tear people This is Spirit Life University. This is where you come and learn how to be like God. This is not where you come, bring your complaining, nagging, prop. No, you're coming here. We'll listen for the first two weeks. No, we're going to get you longer than that. I'm just playing. <laughs> we'll give you two months. Two months, we'll deal with it. After that, we want to know who you're trying to conform to. That ain't had Christ talk. He go the good part. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> Verse 16, all no, it is, really. It says, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, that is Christ. Five minutes, y'all. From whom, come on, y'all, I need help. Whole body. Being fitted. Being fitted means that we are members of a body, joined together, framed together. And held together, meaning we are knitted together in affection with one opinion. I'm taking it right from the Greek. Study to show yourself approved. Held together by what? Every joint supplies. In order for me to wipe my face, it takes 17 joints in my body. If one of them joints stop working, I can't. This is, this is simple. Just wipe and sweat. It takes, the shoulders need to work. The elbow need to work. All the joints in my fingers need. You take one of them away, it's an issue. I can't do what I'm supposed to do. That's why you're needed in the body. He didn't call you to the body to do your own thing. Every joint supplies. Chris called me said he had a show on Valentine's Day. He said somebody called and asked could they help him with his show. Now, how did you get to the show? How did you get the show? How? Who invited you? A.D. A joint. Gave him an opportunity. I told Keenan, every book you write goes everywhere this church goes. You go everywhere I go. Every joint supplies. We're not supposed to depend on the world to get our stuff out. Every joint should supply. Everybody in here got something for you. I told Kirby, I said, look. every joint supplies me and Kirby been in a mentor relationship before we we even started church before we even knew that we was gonna start a church in 2015 I told him you don't mind thank you all right I know I was gonna say it anyway right Uh, (laughs) he has a wonderful voice y'all heard Kirby everybody okay you haven't heard his personal music. You heard him singing, Dang, Kena. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I heard five people over there. <laughs> but in 2015, I, I, I came to Kirby, and, and he was singing, and I told him, I said, Kirby, I said, your gift is wonderful, but your talent and who you are need to arrive at the same time. Your talent don't need to, be, to arrive before your character, before your understanding, before your maturity. Okay, and I told him, I said, brother, with that voice, you go on tour. Dang, I don't want to tell all. Of you. Okay, with, and he wasn't married at the time. Okay, he wasn't married. Okay, I'm. He was. He was a virgin when he got married. Okay, that's a blessing. I, look, that, that's a blessing. Okay, that's a blessing. Trust and believe me. Okay, and so he was singing, but he had never had that connection with a woman. No, this is real. I'm, I'm, I'm getting somewhere, okay? And, and He had never had that connection. So he was singing from his talent, but not from experience. Come on, y'all know the best love song somebody got, Mary J. Blige. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> and I, so I told him, I said, you need to sit back and you need to wait and let your gift catch up with your maturity. You need a wife because you go on tour with that voice, them girls gonna be lined up. He went and prayed about it. He said, the father told me to shut my music down and work on my business. He shut his music down, went and worked on his business. Now when he picks his business up, he got his own company. So he ain't working like a starving artist. Not only that, he got his wife. I'm showing you how every joint supplies. Okay? Now, If Kirby has blessed you, clap your hands loud. See? So when his music comes out, who gonna support it? Who in here has, has Chris blessed? I'm showing you how every joint supplies. His faithfulness here, his faithfulness here has y'all saying, oh, we got you. Every joint is supposed to supply. You don't, we don't have to go outside this. I refuse to have producers and artists that don't work together. I refuse to have cameras, directors, and, and, and actors, and we don't work together. Every joint is supposed to supply. You just got to be faithful to the body. And every joint supplies. He says, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part. So if every individual part works the right way, We should flow perfectly. Where we are handicapped is when people ain't on their job. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not where they're supposed to be. We praying, you playing video games. We fasting, you eating. (laughs) We doing the, 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 the discipline and you refuse to. I ain't doing that. We supposed to grow together. We're supposed to grow together. Yeah. We're not supposed to have half of the body strong. You know, that's, that's what happens when you have a stroke. Half of your body work and the other half don't. Yeah. That's a sickness. Yeah. This is why Spirit Life University is important. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we build gods. Now, all y'all have to do is practice righteousness. Pray, fast, give, study the word, fellowship. But the fellowship is important because the fellowship is where the growth happens. You can stay at home and send your tithes in and it'll come back to you. You can stay at home and get an offered and the money will come to you. You can stay home and pray. You can read the word at home. You can fast at home. But the growth won't happen until you become part of the body. Because we are growing into the head. There ain't no individual growth. There ain't no growth as a prophet. There ain't no growth as an evangelist, as a teacher. The growth happens when we do it together. That's why I told a lot of y'all, you're gonna have to take a season off and just tend to your spiritual business. I need you to go in just like you do for Netflix. You know how you binge? I need you to do the Word just like that. You know how you sit on the couch and say, this is all I'm doing today. I want you to do that with the Word. I want you to put on 20 worship songs and be like, I'm not going to stop worshiping until these songs go off. I'm showing you how to build up the God in you. I'm out of time. Okay? Now, (laughs) How this is going to look When it's all said and done Is we're going to be one with the head That's it I don't need y'all to be one with me We need to be one with Christ In Hebrews And I'm done In Hebrews the scripture says That it ain't up there Uh, I'll find it if you want me to It says that All things are supposed to be subject to him he says, "But when I look, they're not." He says, "All things are supposed to be under our feet." He said, "But when he look, they're not." What does that mean? There's a disconnect between the head and the body. The reason why we're not walking in the authority we're supposed to—I'm gonna tell y'all why. Because people are trying to walk in their individual authority. I cast out more devils than you. I preach better than you. I prophesy better than you. My prophecy is more accurate than you. We're trying to do this individual thing. No, this is supposed to be one body. I love the way we flow flowing here. Yeah. Yeah. People have, Chris will have a dream, and then the same day, Dr. Hardy had the same dream. And the same day, Kirby will get a vision, and it all aligns. This is the stuff that he's doing to let us know we're becoming one. We're becoming one. A unit. Spirit Life University is where we build God's. Divine Generation Church is where we build God's. You cannot be a God, a child of God, and not be a God. It's impossible. Amen.